The termites are swarming. The termites are swarming. It's springtime. And here at Real Property CP Podcast, we're here to talk about termites. It's time for all of the termites to show up and show us what they've got. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van With Remax Metro and the Real Property St. Pete Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Very exciting to be on here today. It's a little warmer in here than usual. My AC is not working because we had a power surge yesterday. The summer storms are here. Yes. And the storm from yesterday and power surge killed the AC, so it's a little warm. That's a problem. You need a surge arrestor. I have that. But actually today we're here to talk about termites, which is not my favorite subject. Wait, what? (laughs) I heard you were the termite master. Look, termites and I are on good. the termite fan. We are on good terms. David Van, the termite realtor. No, the termites realtor. I represent the termite. Because there are several different types of termites. Right. I know. I have several clients. There's been a lot on social media in our immediate area about Asian termites. And that's one of many type of termites that are in our subtropical climate. Now, those termites, are they subterranean or are they drywood? They're subterranean termites. And they apparently have been in our area for quite some time. But I think either it's become just like the hot topic of the day on social media or they're becoming more prevalent and infesting more things. I heard that they have come from southeast Florida where they have had a larger infestation in that area. But now they've migrated, as many people have, from south. Southeast Florida to the southwest side. That's us. They brought their termites with them. They did. They said, you know what? You guys sit in the sofa here. We're going to carry you up there to the Tampa (laughs) St. Pete area. (laughs) You know, it's funny because it brings it up that, you know, a lot of times if people find that they have termites in their house and they are the seller and they're going to be moving and they have their furniture. The recommendation of the termite companies is to have your furniture stay right there in the house while the house gets tinted. I actually have a client who's going to do that, and it was the recommendation of the termite inspector. Yeah. I mean, some people feel like, oh, I got to get all my stuff out if you're going to do that termite tinting and fumigation. That's the wrong thinking, right? Yes, because you can carry them with you in your furniture. A hundred percent. And I had clients who did not have termites, and then they had some shelving built in their house. And here come the termites riding in with the new built-in shelving for the dining room. There are types of termites where it's just a tiny pinhole in that furniture that they're hiding in. Yes. We found one in our current listing that we have for sale. There was a pinhole in a window, all block construction house, and it's going to be tinted. But they only found the evidence in one particular area in one windowsill. But, you know, there was an agreement to go ahead and tent the house. I think people come to us frequently and say, I don't want a frame constructed house because I don't want to get termites. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some frame construction somewhere in your house. Even if all of your walls are built out of concrete block, the floors and the walls and the roof structure is all wood. Well, let's get into this because I think it's good for us to talk about the types of termites that can be found in our area and how to look for them and how to prevent them. Even if you're not new to Florida, this information can be really helpful towards what to watch for and prevent the termite infestation from happening to your home. Yes, good idea. Which of our little friends do you want to start with? I think let's talk about subterranean termites. Right. They're the most destructive. They are. And so subterranean termites actually live in the ground, thus the sub. Oh yeah, terranean. Yes. (laughs) 
they actually nest in the soil and they can be hidden underground. So it's sometimes difficult to detect them. But a good way to know if you might have a termite infestation of the subterranean variety is to be looking for mud tubes. Right. Not from mud daubers. They do look a little similar, though. Right. They do. And I was just bringing that up because you do see those mud tubes with the mud daubers and they're on the front of your house or whatever. I mean, you'll see that kind of thing. But these are actually tubes. And why do they have the tubes? They have the tubes to protect them from drying out. So the tubes are going to connect to the ground. So the difference between a mud dauber, which is going to be just something that's probably under a porch roof or on a wall or what have you, subterranean mud tubes are going to actually connect to the ground. What do the mud tubes look like? They're not mud daubers. They're not, but they're going to be connected to the ground and they're small flat-like tubes that connect to the ground that look earth-like, almost like someone took dirt or a light gray substance and made almost like a caterpillary type. And they can be multiple side by side. I mean, you know, they can be a few, right? There can. There can be just one, but they're going to use that mud tube to connect themselves to the nest underground and basically climb up your house. So they might not go up real far because once they find wood, then they're going to enter your home through the wood. Right, and burrow through, eat the wood, go back in the ground, and there's colonies of them. And I mean, that's the problem is that it's hard to see them when they are underneath your house in the crawl space. They're not necessarily sitting on the outside of your house where the sun is shining and it's hot and it's dry, but under your house where it's nice and wet and moist, where you can't see them. Right. One other thing that I've always heard about the subterranean termites is that when you have a wood frame structure, because let's move off the block structure, because you know that's a place where you can have the most. It's a myth that a block structure doesn't have subterranean termites or the possibility of it. But the wood frame structure with the stucco over it mm-hmm. and the stucco going all the way to the ground, covering the wood frame construction of your home. That's like one of the most likely areas to have subterranean termites, correct? It's such a good point. And it's something I learned once I was in real estate is that you do not want that connected to the ground. So you want to be very cautious on what's connected to your house and then connected to the ground if it can invite or encourage the pests to come in. Right. Those kind of houses that have that stucco covering that wood frame all the way to the ground is a great place to create a subterranean colony. So then... The second most prevalent type of termites is drywood termites. Right. They fly. Yes. They're swarming. And so how do you tell when you have a swarm of those in your home? Well, you find the wings. So there's wings and there's frass. They call it frass. And it's just, they look like little pellets. It's excrement from the termites. And, you know, there's holes in the wood where they come in and they go out and they eat the wood and they poop out the hole onto your windowsill. I think um, it's it's important for people when you're cleaning your home to pull up your blinds and make sure you're checking your windowsills because that's the most common area that they're found. And also the frass that you're talking about is going to be mostly found at doorways and door frames. And so if you see a small pile of what looks sort of like sawdust, it can either be black or it can be lighter in color depending on what kind of wood they're eating. And the age of it too. If it's been there a long time, like in the attic, if they find it in the attic and it's jet black, it's probably older as I understand it. If it's lighter colored, that's a more current indication of the frass. But either way, if you see a small little pile near your doorways, in your windowsills, etc., that is a strong indication that you have some kind of activity going on. But those are drywood termites. 
Right. Let's be clear. So let's talk about how those get in your house. <laughs> they fly from your next door neighbor's house. <laughs> That's how they get there. <laughs> Sometimes. And I think a lot of our areas that have a lot of oak trees or mature trees, they can be living in those trees. Mm. And so I think some of our older historic neighborhoods have a lot more tree canopy and they're a little more prone towards attracting drywood termites because they can just fly from tree to tree and then house to house. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's talk about a couple of different treatments for those termites. What's the one we know the most about? So most people are accustomed to seeing the big circus tent over a home, and that's fumigation. Right. That's a great way and really the only way to treat drywood termites. That's what the termite companies would say. And it's a great way to go. If you're in a place where you have chronic drywood termites swarming, it's a good idea to have that done every few years. And when they put the tent over your house, some people aren't sure what's going on there, but the process is they put a tent over your entire structure, all your bushes and fences and everything has to be pulled away from the home to allow the tent to go over the entire structure and create an envelope. And then they pump Vicane gas into the house for 24 hours. They leave the tent on, but the gas is only going in for 24 hours. So the tent stays on for one to two more days while that gas sits in the house to kill everything. It's kind of nice because if you have any other bugs, it's going to kill them too. But the goal is to treat for and kill the drywood termites. It is convenient that if you have your furniture in there and you fumigate for the termites, that it'll take care of any of them that have infested the wood inside of an upholstered piece of furniture or even the wood of a dining room table or chairs. Anywhere you might have wood furniture or furniture with wood in it, fumigation will take care and kill the termites inside the house. So if you're moving and you're the seller and you have termites, leave your furniture in there while it's tinted. It's a really great point you make in that. Yes. What happens after the tent comes off? Usually the tent comes off one to two days later and then they do air testing to make sure the Viking gas has cleared out of the home. And they actually add a chemical to the gas as an irritant in addition to measuring the gases once the tent's off to make sure the home is cleared. So you might go into a home that's been recently fumigated and you feel an irritation to your throat. It's because they put capsaicin in the gas. Well, as soon as the tents come off, I mean, you should be set for, you know, a few years, right? Well, that would be ideal, except for it's not necessarily the case. So the drywood termites are pesky little buggers. They can fly back into your house at any time. Oh my goodness. Yes. They can come back? They can at any time. So that fumigation, all it does is really kill everything that's there at the time you have the fumigation, but it's not a preventative. Hmm. It's a really good um, point to bring up is what can you do to try to prevent getting termites? And for the drywood termites, there's not a lot you can do. You can eliminate any wood rot on your property because any moisture and rotted wood is an attractant to the drywood termites. You can also do the timbor treatment where you paint the black timbor onto the wood that's visible. I've understood that that really helps to deter the termites. One other funny little tidbit that I learned recently from one of the termite inspectors is to not have your exterior lights on at night during termite season because that attracts the bugs to your house. Yeah, that's interesting. So what is the season for termites? 
termite season is year round. Yes, it is. That's exciting. But really, we see them, they swarm at a certain time of year, right? I mean, generally, subterraneans can be around at any time. Dry woods have more of a swarming season that we see more in the springtime. So March, April, May, we're in that time now. And that kind of reminds us of that because I've seen a couple of different cases of swarming termites in situations that I've been in lately. So a couple of things you can do to try to prevent an infestation before it happens is to remove any stumps around your home, any building materials that might be sitting on the ground because those things attract termites. You can also do a complete inspection of your home looking for mud tubes and wings on the windowsills, as I mentioned, when you're doing your cleaning or those small piles of what looks like sawdust and pull any soil or any other other wood items like fence posts, poles, or general foundation structures that are made of wood. Make sure they're either made of pressure-treated wood or pull them away from your actual structure of your home. That's a good preventative thing to do. So when you tent the house, how does that affect the subterranean termites? Actually, it doesn't. Oh. I know. (laughs) The only way to eliminate the subterranean termites is chemical treatment around the perimeter of your home. Right. So don't they do some drillings in the foundation? Isn't that part of what they can do? Yes. And in new construction, they're actually required to treat the soil for subterranean termites before they pour a slab. Mm. Good idea. And or put a stem wall. So if you have a crawl space, then you would also have to treat around the stem wall before a home's built. But since many of our homes in this area are 60, 70, 80, even 100 years old, those chemical treatments aren't still effective. And so you can prevent more subterranean termites by having preventative treatment done to your home, traps around the perimeter. But also if you do have an infestation or you're inclined to to make sure that you don't get them, then you can have a trench dug around the perimeter of your home and they just dump chemicals into there. Right, but they have the traps. The Centricon system is a system of the green little round pucks where they put the chemical treatment in there. Yes, I believe it's a trap that attracts the subterranean termites to it and then has a chemical within that they take back to the nest. And you can get a warranty or a coverage from most termite companies. You can. Yes. And is that worth it? I think that's subjective. So... The thing about the drywood termite warranty is that it's gotten pretty expensive. What do you mean expensive? Well, I think it's gone from, you know, where we used to have about $300 or $325 a year to keep renewing after you renew that warranty on the drywood termite protection. But then you have to pay that each year and has gone up to about $450 a month, a year, sorry, to keep that warranty in place. So if something happens and you have a warranty, if you're in an inspection period, and they find some active termite activity and you say, well, that's fine. I have a warranty for it. So if you have that warranty, you can say, look, here, we have treatment available. We're under warranty. And that really protects the seller in that conversation. Don't you agree? I would agree. But $450 a year starts to really add up over a few years. So I think it's like a cost benefit. Someone really needs to weigh for their personal situation. Right. You know, it used to be you could get the house tenant for $2,000 to $3,000. And in five years, your warranty is no longer available. So you pay five years worth of warranty at 
$250 a year, you know, that's uh, $2,300, $2,250. That's a lot when you could probably have the house tenant again for that much in three or four years. Peace of mind. Right, right, right. Or but it is a is, nice thing to have in the negotiation. Oh, I would agree. Yes, In actually. the negotiation part of selling real estate, having that warranty, I mean, that's kind of a silver bullet. I think it's a lot of value too. It gives some peace of mind for the people who are not used to living in this subtropical climate and accustomed to the termite situation that we have here. I agree. Termites are not something I would be afraid of because they're my friends. (laughs) Termites are something that we have to deal with here. If you keep it in check and you have inspections done regularly, and if you're going to be selling your home and you have a warranty, that's a nice benefit for the buyer. So you can transfer those warranties. You can point to a warranty if they find any kind of activity. It takes some time for termites to do significant structural damage to a house. Yes, but that's the reason you want to keep an eye out for them so that you don't get to that extent. So regular inspections are a really good idea. I agree. Thanks for listening today. We hope you learned a little about termites and what to do to prevent them. Yep, I sure learned something today. Well, I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van With REMAX Metro and the Real Property St. Pete podcast. Thanks for listening and check us out and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes.